Welcome to the next episode of Move Out, Draw Fire. I am your host, Dustin. How's everybody doing today? Today is the day before the election. It is um, November 2nd. Um, depending on when this gets put out, who won, who knows. Uh, I would like to thank some, uh, my subscribers. Uh, if you haven't yet, you can go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, like it if you want. Turn on some notifications let you know. If you're not following the Facebook group of Move Out, Draw Fire, you'll be notified when the new episodes are aired. Um, we do have a new logo coming. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jesse and Sarah for their submissions for the logos. Um, I have narrowed it down to two. Uh, I'm going to touch them up a little bit, make them uh, look a little bit more presentable. And then we're going to try to put it on some merch, um, change the uh, channel around a little bit. Uh, the current logo is a multi-cam with the uh, Old English Move Out Draw Fire on it. Um, that was done in haste, and uh, it will change. So keep an eye out for that. As far as future events coming up uh, that I want to cover, I will be doing an interview with Jesse. Uh, for those who know him, he goes by Dick. Um, he and I have been together through some, some real tough times. And um, I want to get him on here to kind of discuss, uh, one, what we did, two, how we kind of got through it together, um, and three, kind of how we got through it without each other. Because we had been stationed at Fort Bragg for the longest time, then we went together to Fort Carson for a while, and um, now we live roughly a thousand miles apart. Uh, he lives down in North Carolina, I live here in Michigan. Uh, we contact each other through um, messenger and texts and phone calls every now and then. Um, I'll try to get him on the Zoom. If not, I'll do a voice call. Uh, we'll see what goes on with that. And upcoming, I want to do an interview with my game nerd guy, Caleb. Um, try to get the inside scoop on uh, gaming things. Um, all, all your nerdy needs, if, if that's what you want. Uh, last week, I had an interview with Morgan. That went fairly well, I think. Uh, I got some positive feedback about that, so thank you for that. Uh, I had mentioned that I wanted to go into a rant on that, and I'm saving that for now. All right. My rant today is not about who's running. Um, I have my own opinions. And I am entitled to those opinions. People are entitled to their opinions. But when you start pushing your opinions onto other people, that's where you get a lot of negative feedback. I don't push my opinions on people. But at the same time, I don't hate them for having a different opinion than me. Um, as far as the election goes, uh, I am one way. The rest of my family is another but we still get together and talk. We don't have animosity towards each other just because we um, kind of vote for a different leader. So keep that in mind that just because you have a difference of opinions doesn't mean you have to hate somebody, regardless of what any kind of media tells you, whether it's social media, mainstream media, the any news organization. You can have an open mind. And if you start getting the kind not threatening but the trying to persuade you 
not violently. I'm trying to figure out what to say here. If somebody's trying to push their opinions onto you and they say you're wrong for having your own opinion, uh, that's kind of a toxic uh, relationship. You want to be out of that fairly fast. Uh, otherwise, you're going to lose either a friendship or a family member. I mean, family shouldn't be doing that to you anyway, but it happens. We live in 2020. The whole year's been a shit show, um, wrapped up in a garbage bag, set on fire in a dumpster. Um, this is not a good year for anybody. So, you know, let's let's leave people alone. Let's get together. Let's all get along. Anyway, uh, my rant today is celebrities. I am sick and tired of turning on any sort of uh, media device, my cell phone, my TV, a passing TV, a newspaper, a computer that I happen to open up and hear some celebrity uh, support and uh, condemn people who don't support whatever the candidate they're trying to press upon other people. The point I'm getting at on celebrities is they need to be careful. Um, they have a lot of sway over you know, lesser-minded people. Like, oh, this guy likes this guy? He's rich. He knows what he's talking about. No, he doesn't. Or she. They're not smart. Just because they have the money doesn't mean they're smart. They're paid actors. Or athletes. Or musicians. Uh, or um, whatever. Just because they have a lot of money doesn't mean they're smart. And they could be very well misinformed by the same people who are trying to misinform you as far as the media, whether it be CNN or Fox News. they If they tell you they are bipartisan, they are liars. Both of them. It doesn't matter. Um, for uh, actors, you're, it's, it's, the, it's rich people that get paid to play other people. So why would you take their opinion seriously? They're actors. They, they get, I mean, think about it for half a second. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a person much to be able to act like somebody else. Liars do it all the time. So these people are just getting paid pretty handsomely to do that. And to get up onto an award show and try to put forth your revelation that you've had about climate change or um, a certain representative or whatever it is that your suckhole wants to spew out, leave it to yourself. Leave your opinions to yourself. Please. For the love of God, please. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear it. And those that do want to hear it are stupid. And those are the people that are going to be voting. And we, their, their votes are claimed or are based on false information given by a stupid actor. Musicians. Oh, God, musicians. Okay. If you talk about, as a musician, the responsibility that we have to save the earth or treat people nicer, um, the second you say that, 
and somebody goes back and looks at your lyrics about um, drug use or the subjugation of a person, whether it be male or female, of a race, uh, so gender, race, um, inequality of wealth, because you hit it big and you have more money than the other people, so now you also think you have a better opinion. Fucking stop! Please! I don't care if you uh, go left or right. That's good. Pick a side. That's awesome. But don't try to sway other people. Because again, you're talking to the ignorant masses. I'm not going to say everybody is. There's a lot of intelligent people. For every intelligent person, there's probably three or four non-intelligent people. Probably more. I don't have the statistics in front of me on that one. And athletes. Um, you are paid handsomely to play the sport that you've trained for for years. And I applaud you for working as hard as you did to get as far as you've gotten. Now, I know some people had a leg up as far as uh, funding or colleges that you went to. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I applaud you. But in all that time of your hard work and training, did you take some sort of government-facilitated uh, class on how the country should be run? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that during your college years playing sports, I bet your main focus was on sports. And the major athletes that are out in the major leagues today, whether it be basketball, football, uh, baseball, hockey, whatever it is, you should probably leave your opinions to yourself regarding policies on uh, foreign trade, um, again, your political standing. Now, it's fine if you can tell people. It's fine if you tell people, like, I'm, I'm right, I'm left. That's fun. That's fine. But when you start telling people, the same as the actors and the uh, musicians, when you start telling people that they should be this or they should be that, I want to punch through the screen. And hopefully one day I can find a way to do that while breaking the fourth and or fifth dimension to hit you in your stupid fucking mouth. Just, just stop. All three groups. Any celebrity, in fact. You guys can stop. At any point in time. And you'd probably be better respected throughout the entire community. As being a person... That could be the bigger person and leave it alone. Somebody comes and asks you, where, where do you stand? Who are you going to vote for? Oh, I'm going to vote for blah, 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 blah. And why? Because I want to. What do you have to tell your fans? Vote the way you want. No shit! That person won't be on TV because it's not edgy enough for people to, oh, that's, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Did you hear this? This guy said this, and what, you know what? I believe him. He said that uh, this guy, he, he went to the moon, 
and shit in a crater. He must be the greatest guy ever walked the planet. And the moon. It's bullshit. All of it. It's bullshit. I, I, I don't want to get too upset about this. Because this is something that bothers me daily basis. I'll try to move on. I'll draw. I'll come back to it. Um, my next big thing I want to talk about is term limits for state representatives and state senators. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a crisis. It's not a pandemic. It's not who's going to get elected for president. Because they're only in it for a maximum of eight years. The pandemic will pass. It'll last, what, maybe a year? Maybe two. We have senators and rep uh, representatives that have been in office for four decades. Some being longer. What do you think they're bringing to the table with their old-ass knowledge that has died off in the 90s? They are bringing nothing to the table but their old ways of thinking. And it brings everybody down. They are not caring about their sector or their constituents. They don't. These senators... These representatives that are literal millionaires that only got rich after they became a representative or a senator. Where do you think that money came from? Your taxes. But do you think they acquired millions through taxes? Your taxes? No. No, 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 no. People bought them. Powerful people in high up ranking uh, fields of whatever they do, whether it be a tobacco company or a gas company or a tech company, they paid them millions of dollars to try to swing their votes to help out their business. So how are you getting paid more from lobbying and uh, other areas than what you should be paid by the government taken from the taxes of your people why why would you be getting paid more well it draws up a couple questions doesn't it like where to the where do their loyalties actually lie does it lie to the people that they represent no no they don't their loyalties lie to the people that made them rich we're looking at senators that since taking office in the last 30 to 40 years that have been there for over 20 years have tens of millions of dollars. They, they're supposed to be representing a state or a part of a community. That's their elected position. So shouldn't they be forfeit? So uh, let me back that up. So 
shouldn't they be subject to forfeit of all their kind of not made through government payment monies to the people? I would say so. I would say all that lobbying money that they made should go back towards the state or community that they are in or run. I'm not crazy, but to think that. I think that if you made a ridiculous amount of money lobbying for your state or your district, that that money should go to that state or district. Imagine what tens of millions of dollars could do to a district or a state compared to the already dropping funds in some areas. People talk about how there's not enough money for education. Well, there you go. You got tens of millions right there. You know how many textbooks I can buy? You know how many pencils I can buy? You know how many pieces of paper and notebooks and textbooks and DVDs and computers and all that? You know how much I can buy? A fair amount for the struggling districts that you run. It's, they're getting rich by exploiting their own people. And some of them make the decisions without consulting their constituents. So whose favor is that in? Is that in our favor? Our, as the people? Is it in our favor that they make these millions by pushing votes through? Or legislation that gets them to put something into law banning plastic straws or whatever it is that they put into law is it in our best interest that they made millions to take away what we consider freedoms it's not in our best interest and right now the only way that a senator or, or a representative to leave office is two ways. One, they get voted out. Or two, they die. They're in it for life. And if they can keep getting reelected, they'll get there, they'll stay there until they die. This, this is 2020. Do you want a 80-year-old who probably remembers what white and colored water fountains were to be running what we are today. A nation that's moved past that, but they still want to keep us on it to create race tensions. No. There needs to be an age limit. There needs to be a term limit for these people. I mean, the president's maximum term limit is for uh, eight years. And that, well, that wasn't actually put forth until, I think, the 40s or 50s. We have to... We have to come together on this. These people need to be regulated. They're not. They're not regulated. And they want to regulate us. Well, who regulates the regulators? Us! That should be our power to vote them out. And if they won't leave, kick them out. You're in it for 40 years. 
That's, that's uncalled for. That is a gross abuse of your power. We need to, we need to push them out. Especially if they start trying to push tyrannical uh, ideologies upon us. Or socialism. Oh, God. Socialists. Communists. Democratic socialism. No. No. Don't take it. For the love of God, do not take it. I saw a meme today that... Um, actually rang more truth than um, than than it was funny it was it was a to the line of imagine two lions one's in a cage one's out free they said well one lion gets free food free health care uh, freedom from uh, other predators and the other lion doesn't have any of that Shouldn't we feel great for the lion that's caged? So they're trying to make you believe that we'll give you everything for free. But you have to do whatever it is we tell you. It doesn't sound like freedom. That sounds like you're a prisoner. And you work essentially for free. Because they're going to give you whatever you need. Now, who's going to decide who you need? Is it going to be a rich politician that makes tens of million dollars a year? I would like to say that it wouldn't be, but it would. They'll appoint somebody into a position to tell you how and what you can eat. How and where you can live. Uh, what you are allowed to do and what you are not allowed to do. Now, yes, that does apply today to, like, murder. You can't do that. Sorry, I'm drifting a little bit. So, um, again, they're, they're representatives for the people, not the corporations. And right now it seems like they're representing the corporations to make more money. So, if you can, write a letter, write an email, make a phone call to your local representative. Tell them that you want change. You want term limits. There are a few uh, representatives and senators that would like term limits as well. Um, as you can probably imagine, the ones that have been in for over 40 years frown upon that. And again, it's not left or right. It's both. It's both. Let's admit it. It's both. It's not just one side. It's both. So both sides are just making millions and millions of dollars while people in their uh, districts, they, they starve. They live barely uh, paycheck to paycheck. It's uncalled for. Unbelievable. But it's happening today. Right now. People are getting rich off this uh, misinformation of election on both sides. So where, where do we as a people come in and say enough's enough? Well, 
people have tried, right? Absolutely. But where to go? Where did the arguments go that we that have been brought up against these type of people? I don't know. I would say it frightens me, but at this point, nothing does. There's only one thing that I fear, and I'm not going to cover that in the in the podcast today. I might later. It's pretty dark. I'm not here to scare you off. We're here to have fun, right? Can I get a hell yeah? All right. Let's talk about some veteran news. All right, so let's talk about the next thing, which is... Uh, the veteran side of it. We veterans have been through a lot of shit together. And not much bothers us anymore. Pretty apathetic to all things now. However, when it comes down to care that we veterans get, it's hit or miss. What I mean by that is, I receive uh, good care as far as I'm given a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a social worker, um, expert brain wranglers is what I call them. They help keep the bad thoughts at bay. They give me my medications. They prescribe them to me. Uh, they make sure that I'm mostly taken care of so I don't go off the deep end and listen to the voices that are in my head. But when it comes down to getting disability benefits, a monthly paycheck to help pay for um, necessary items and things like that because uh, I'm at a disadvantage compared to some people my age. Um, due to my 55 jumps from an aircraft, I have two bad knees, a bad back, um, some traumatic brain injury from uh, land, uh, rough landings while jumping, falling down mountains in Afghanistan. Um, another one I heard is uh, micro-traumatic brain injury, micro-TBI. Um, being in a truck with uh, that's gotten hit by an IED, the vibrations will travel through and um, kind of reverberate inside your helmet, shaking up your brain a little bit. Those aren't fun either. I get headaches very often, um, irritable, angry, uh, drop of a hat. Don't know why. Um, so if I didn't have those things, would I be able to work more, work harder, get more money by putting in overtime? Yeah. But I'm in a uh, perpetual state of pain to the point where I cannot work as much as I'd like. So the disability that I receive helps me uh, with the bills, uh, helps me kind of justify what I did. Um, now I'm not receiving 100%. I'm not um, as disabled as some uh, veterans that I've worked with. Um, but when I was told that I don't have um, post-traumatic stress disorder, 
uh, after four tours, uh, roughly three years, three and a half years total time deployed, uh, one to Iraq and uh, three deployments to Afghanistan. Uh, I've seen some of the most horrendous shit that a human can ever see. And I was told that I don't have PTSD right now. It's kind of insulting. So, why are we treating veterans like this? Why are they treating veterans like this? I can tell you that veterans and military members politically will usually be Republican because we're better taken care of. We're better taken care of by the Republican Party than the Democratic Party. I'm not saying it's 100% that way. There are Democrats that um, think highly of uh, veterans and will go out of their way to do um, try to put special legislature forward or legislation forward to help us get the benefits that some of us need. But it's usually Republicans, and there probably are a couple of Republicans, I can't think of any right offhand, that think that we're good as we are and push no for, uh, no further. But when it came to active military, when it came time for pay raises, uh, it was only when we had a Democrat in office that I seen the lowest pay raises, that anybody's seen the lowest pay raises in years, decades. When is it, whenever it's a Republican, we get uh, a yearly 3%, high 2% pay raises. And that, that was nice. Especially with some of the areas that we lived in, like Colorado Springs was in, uh, or Fort Carson was in Colorado Springs. The cost of living there was astronomical. Uh, Fort Bragg, uh, connected to Fayetteville, not as a great area, but still lots of money. And when you don't get the pay raises that you think you've earned, especially during wartime, it, it hurts the morale a lot. A lot. So, um, when it comes down to who they pick, it's usually the right. Now, who was in charge when I kind of was effed over by the VA? A Democrat. That's without a doubt. The reason why I'm out of the military? A Democrat. I have some animosity towards the Democratic Party for personal reasons. Now, I'm not saying everybody should think like me. I would suggest you don't. Um, I have a very um, kind of pessimistic view when it comes to normal things. Um, but that's me. Don't be like me. I do love movies. I do love movies and playing video games when I can. I have a set block time for when I play my video games. It's usually nine o'clock until 10 o'clock at night on the weekdays. On the weekends, it'll start at nine going to, uh, to be determined. You know, I take care of my kids first, take care of the household duties first before I partake. So, it's the same thing with everything else. The family comes first, and I take care of what I want to take care of afterwards. Does it help me cope a little bit? Yes. Uh, it takes my mind off of current situations that I'm in. Does it help other people? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, video games and movies and hobbies are a way to kind of deal with, or not deal with, I should say, um, your current problems. And you could say this probably the same thing about uh, medicinal drugs, um, even non-medicinal. Some of your harder core drugs, you know, they take you away from the pain for a little bit. But I don't get it in such an altered state of mind because I know I have uh, children and wife and dogs and a cat in the house. You know, I can't, we can't as uh, fathers and brothers and sons, daughters, sisters, mothers, what have you. We have to take, we have to take care of each other. We have to take care of ourselves. And a lot of times you'll see veterans take a back seat to, for themselves to make sure everybody else is taken, taken care of first. It's always the team. There's no I in team. you got to take care of the team. And sometimes if I have to take care of a team by putting myself in the back seat, I'll do that. I hope some people, other, other people do that too. You know, they, they look out for the people that's not them. Take care of others. It's not that hard. Anyway, so let's move on. I think we're going to move on to our final subject. Um, I didn't really want to cover this, but I think we should. Um, you see in the news right now a lot about police shootings. Um, some people want to make them race-related. Race I'm not going to say some of them aren't. I'm not discrediting the fact that there are some bad cops out there. We can all admit that. But, when it comes down to a police shooting, can you please wait for all the facts to come out before making a rational judgment? Put yourself in the situation of a police officer or of whoever they may have uh, shot, unintentionally or intentionally. Put yourself in that position before you make any rash decisions to go out and riot and burn things down. Before you go and loot. Before you go and do something that you're probably going to regret. And if you don't, you probably should. And that's a whole other mindset that we can't really get into right now so i'll leave you with this um on my first tour to iraq um i had gotten into um on our second mission into a town called hoklanea um while there we were there for i think 30 days and we did not have access to showers. So some of us were getting pretty ripe. Um, the platoon sergeant, Sergeant Stalin, I want to say his name was, um, he wasn't Russian, I think he was Puerto Rican. Uh, sergeant Stalin, the medic, and myself uh, went on a three-man patrol to go find a house which was abandoned with running water and we found one not only that running water it had a working computer with Windows 95 so 
we took it upon ourselves to take showers before we reported back that we found a shower. Take care of ourselves first. So uh, while uh, Sergeant Stalin was taking a shower, I went and played on the computer. Turned out they had a the copy of First Mortal Kombat. Um, I didn't understand a word. Uh, the start menu is always at the top, so I played a little bit. Kind of fun. There was nothing... We took the computer back. Um, turns out there was nothing um, insurgent-related, so we did take it back. The person not, not come back to their house. Uh, the medic uh, was taking a nap. So I had taken my shower. I had gotten out. Nothing to write home about. It was a shower. Um, cold water. No hot running water. It was cold running water. Um, so the medic has, uh, was taking his shower. And the platoon sergeant was on the roof, and he come running down to get me to grab all my armor to get up to the roof because we were in contact. We were taking uh, small arms fire. Uh, I didn't know this, but he was on the roof the whole time. So I thought, great, they're shooting at him, and there's going to be a bunch of us on this roof. Or there's only three of us, and there's going to be a bunch of them on this roof coming after us. It turns out they were going after our platoon, which was probably three or four houses down. So I did my best to get in contact with the platoon, let them know what was going on, let them know what I could bring to the fight as far as uh, close air support or uh, mortar uh, uh, assets. And while I'm posted up on this roof, I hear the medic coming up the stairs. I say I, I hear it. He said, I'm coming up. I wasn't guessing. It was He said that. So on my left... I had Sergeant Stalin, and on my right, I now had a medic who had a rifle. So I thought to myself, good, we can we can uh, regroup, we can uh, get out of here, go back to our platoon, um, eliminate all possibilities of something going wrong, where the three of us are stranded and we're captured, what, whatever it is. Um, so I looked at Sergeant Stalin, I said, so where are we going to move? Uh, and as I answered, I looked to my right. The medic had a helmet on. A smile. And that was it. Butt-ass naked. Against a wall. With his M4. A helmet. And a smile. And I asked him, What are you doing? And his response was, Well, I'm going to get me one today. Are you fucking serious right now? You are naked as a jaybird in the middle of a firefight and you think you're going to do anything? I immediately fell over laughing because that's possibly one of the funniest situations that you could possibly be in. Naked in a firefight with only a helmet on. Imagine, imagine had somebody come up who had no idea what the situation was, just saw two fully armored males and a naked dude, a naked redhead, sitting against the wall, pulling security, and the other two just looking at him like, there's no way on God's green earth that this guy is going to fight naked. And I tell you what, I would have fought to the death with him, naked or not.
that right there is something that will put a smile on my face. Just the thought of, I don't give a shit. Somebody's in trouble. Let me at least grab a helmet. At least he grabbed a helmet. He had no other ammunition besides a magazine that he had, but at least he had a helmet. <laughs> Alright, everybody. That's going to be the end of this uh, uh, episode of Move Out, Draw Fire. Like I said, we do have some logos coming. I want to get some merch out to you. Go ahead and um, leave some positive comments. Um, if you want to direct message me or leave comments on whatever channel you're watching this on, go ahead and do that. Let me know uh, what you want to see next, what kind of content you want. Uh, you know, give positive feedback. Hell, if you, even if it's negative feedback, I'll be fine with it. I can deal with it. So, uh, remember, always and forever, move out. Draw fire. Thank you.